Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. In the sixth, Blue Jays leading the Rangers 3-1. One minute left in the third quarter. Alouettes up 21-3 on the BC Lions. At foot field, it is 2-0. Manitoba Bisons leading the U of A Golden Bears after the first quarter. Thanks to Cam Moon for the update there. Canada West football, uh, the Golden Bears lost their season opener on Saturday in UBC, so they're 0-1 coming in. Tomorrow on 6-30, Chet, 4-30 for the countdown to kickoff. Game at 6 Elks home to the Stampeders. And I can also let you know, 1 p.m. on Sunday at the JP Bowl, it's the all-Edmonton matchup in the Prairie Football Conference with the uh, Huskies, the home team in that game, taking on the Edmonton Wildcats. And the safety for the Edmonton Wildcats is Tanner Shaw. Tanner, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Reed? Doing well. How was practice today? Uh, it was great. Uh, great tempo through and through. Uh, the guys were flying around, and uh, I feel like we really prepared this week. Uh, you know, today was really the solidifying aspect of uh, the plan we were putting together, and it's uh, it's going to be a good game. Uh, and, and it's an important game. I, I know the two Edmonton teams wish they were doing a little bit better. Huskies are 1-2. and two. You guys are 0-3. Uh, but four of the six teams make the playoffs, so you go on a little run here, and you're, you're going to get right up there. Tell me a little bit about the Wildcats' season so far. I, I, mean, I know the record isn't what you want, uh, but how do you feel the team has been playing, and then what do you need to do to get over the hump? Uh, in regards to our team, like, I feel like our team's had its ups and downs, you know. Uh, in our last game, especially against the Calgary Colts, it felt like uh, our offense really stepped up, having uh, struggled a little bit through the first two games. They really stepped up in that third game, and, and our defense really didn't do our, our job as well as we should have, and that's, uh, that's one of the things that we needed to fix coming into this week. But... I think in terms of us going and making a run, I feel like it's a very possible thing. There's there's talent in the room at Wildcats, and that's uh, that's going to help us in the long run. All right. Uh, I understand. Have, do you have a pick six this year or a couple? Because somebody told me you have you lead the PFC in defensive points, or is that like a combination of tackles and pass knockdowns and stuff? Uh, so it's a combination of a bunch of statistics. Uh, I'm leading in tackles. I'm leading in assists. Uh, I'm tied right now for picks. Uh, and then I, I have some block kicks to add in onto that uh, resume as well. So, um, you know, it, it's, an, it's an honor for sure to be up there. I put a lot of hard work into this offseason. So, uh, yeah, I, I just appreciate all the coaches and, and everybody who's been supporting me. Okay, so you're having an outstanding year as the safety for the Wildcats, but is it not true your football career kind of started on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, yeah, I actually started as a University Alberta Golden Bear uh, as a receiver. I also played uh, Team I uh, not played, sorry. I was selected for uh, Team Canada uh, for the U19, but it was delayed due to COVID. Okay, so who who moved you from receiver to safety then? What's the story there? Uh, it was actually Luke Cattelier. Um So I, when I came to the Wildcats originally, uh, I came kind of in the middle of their season. I full game of receiver against Regina, and then I played uh, nearly the full game in, Saskatch in uh, Saskatoon. Sorry, And uh, Luke just came up to me. I wasn't really getting that much playing time, and he was like, do you want to go out onto the field? And I was like, 
to. Like, you know, I, I didn't really know what I was doing when I was put out there. I had played DB a little bit before, but not enough to, to know exactly what to do. And I just came out onto the field, made a big hit, and uh, I fell in love ever since. And then uh, this whole off season, yeah, I, I just realized the best thing for me was not to just keep going at the receiver thing. It was just to switch over completely and uh, I was practicing everything like from techniques to footwork all that stuff because it's entirely different on the other side of the ball, right? Yeah, well good for you for learning a new position at this stage of your career and plus you're excelling at it, which is a pretty good story. Uh, where did it start for you? Or at least tell me a little bit about your your, uh, your high school career playing football. Uh, high school career playing football uh, I was a Salisbury Sabre it was a great time. I was uh, coached by Cam Frazier, a super, super nice guy, uh, really knows a, a lot about football, very knowledgeable, and I grew a lot under him, uh, both as a football player and a man especially, uh, so I owe a lot to him. Uh, through, through, the, through the career, though, it was, again, a lot of ups and downs. You know, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of football experience going into high school originally. I, I didn't have a lot of receiver experience especially. And uh, it was just me learning the position, and I fell in love with it. But, you know, uh, some things have to change sometimes. Okay. Uh, did, when did you start playing football? Was it in high school, or did you get into it as a, as a younger guy? Uh, I started playing football when I was seven. Uh, real, real young uh, Adam. Uh, I actually ended up taking a break due to injury. So I, I was a basketball player for a while. And then I got into track, and then I got back into football once high school kind of came around. Okay, can you are, are you comfortable talking about your injury? What happened? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I had a it, my everybody was kind of confused. They kind of deducted it was a herniated disc, and for 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 my age especially, like. I, I didn't think it was really that possible, so I just thought I was like I should take a break from football, and and I, I got into the weight room as well, like uh, at a pretty young age, and I, you know, I, I just started like building my core, especially because that's where a lot of your strength comes from, and and your back strength, and and making sure you can go out and uh, handle that contact every time, right? Oh, okay. Well, good for you for overcoming that. That's the, that was pretty significant for sure. Um, what would you say to the to the to the next generation of? Uh, and I know you're still pretty young yourself, but there's uh, you know probably some Adam kids listening, like you were, or high school kids, uh, and they may be thinking what you're doing is pretty cool, and who knows where you're going to wind up. What would you say to those uh, to those kids who are building a football career? Uh, honestly, I, I would say don't be afraid to go onto the field and make a mistake you just you need to be able to learn from that and you just need to be able to be coachable uh you know like at the end of the day hard work beats talent every single day so as long as you're you know you're, you're coachable you can handle a little bit of criticism uh and apply that uh, effectively and and in a positive way i think you'll be set Tanner, that is great advice. This was really fun having you on the show. You're an excellent interview, and obviously you're an excellent player because you're uh, having a great season here with the Edmonton Wildcats. I will wish you good luck. It's two Edmonton teams, Tanner, so I can't really pick a favorite in this one. So I'll wish good luck to you guys and to the Huskies. Uh, may the team that works hard and executes better win that one, and I wish you all the best, and I hope we can talk again. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Right on. Well, that's a great interview. That's Tanner Shaw.
safety for the uh, Edmonton Wildcats checking in tonight. He had never been on the show before. Uh, Darcy Park from the Wildcats uh, said, uh, I asked him if he had any players who, who he thought would be interesting guests, and he put Tanner forward. He was right. That was awesome. Uh, he's having a heck of a year. Wildcats hoping to get into the win column on Sunday. So that is Sunday, 1 p.m. at the JP Bowl, the All-Edmonton Showdown in the Prairie Football Conference. The Huskies, uh, the home team, taking on the Edmonton Wildcats. That was awesome to have Tanner on the program. Okay. It is, uh, what time is it? 7.44. We got time for one segment of the show, uh, 780-496-0063. If you want to chime in before the weekend, we'll get to some more uh, Oilers audio, and I'll go over those baseball rule changes too. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Setting injury lawyers. All right, what's this one, Kellen? This is Wild Eyes by the Stampeders. So oh, this is the song Cowtown Bob wanted. gets a touchdown 11 19 left in the fourth alouettes leading that game 21 10 mooner just texted me 39 yard passing touchdown for the golden bears u of a leading manitoba 7-2 in the second quarter at foot field game two of the canada west regular season for the bears they are 0-1 all right Wild eyes, but what year did that come out? Did you say 71, 72? 71, 71, I think. Yes, yeah, 71. I was uh, I was not yet born. Ah, neither was hence I. I <laughs> hence my uh, knowledge of that song, very limited. All right. Well, I appreciate Cowtown Bob participating in the show, though. Here's what I can tell you. Uh, Major League Baseball approving these changes for next season. Some of them have kind of been talked about for a while. The pitch clock. So it's going to be a maximum of 30 seconds between batters, 15 seconds between pitches if the bases are empty, 20 seconds between pitches if there are runners on base as they continue to try to speed up the game. It's an automatic ball or a strike for a violation. So if the pitcher commits the the time violation, it's an automatic ball. If the batter is the one causing the delay, it's an automatic strike. And they're basically banning the shift. I mean, if you've watched baseball at all in recent years, you've seen this three infielders on one side of the infield. Heck, sometimes almost all four. Uh, Sometimes three infielders put a fourth guy in the outfield, you know, maybe in shallow if uh, you got a pull hitter up there. So that's not going to be allowed. You're going to have to have two fielders on each side of second base. And all four infielders will have to be within the outer boundary of the infield. So it's going to have to be the traditional alignment. Third baseman is, well, I mean, I guess two two on the same side of the bag. So obviously you could still play to some tendencies, but you can't overload, do the shift that uh, most teams have been doing in recent years. I find this to be an interesting debate. Um, I mean, to me, if I'm a pull hitter, I bat left-handed. If I'm a pull hitter and I see teams putting three infielders on the to my right on that side of the infield, does it is it not on me? Does it not behoove me to use a word I like using? Does it not behoove me to learn how to hit the other way and poke the ball through the opening on the left side 
and then force defenses to play me straight up. Uh, I, I guess what's happening here is defense defenses have found something that works. So now it's being outlawed. They're also making the bases bigger. They're going to be 18 square inches instead of 15 square inches, hoping to cut down on potential collisions, especially at first base. It'll make it slightly easier to steal bases. I mean, we're talking a fraction of a fraction of a second, but uh, slightly easier to steal bases. So those are the, uh, the, the, I mean, the pitch clock, hopefully they stick to it. And it is interesting that, that they, ban I mean, we've seen the NBA used to have a ban on zone defenses. I, I'm trying to think of a hockey comparable to this. I don't know if there, there were like no back checking. I don't know. Take <laughs> <laughs> it back to the 1920s, you boys. Get, you can't back check. Yeah. Uh, bring back the Rover. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So those are the base. We'll try to get. Uh, I mean, we'll try to get Mike Johnson on next week, the former expo mm. who lives in town, to talk about those. But that's uh, that's. I, I mean, they, they. I'm glad they're bringing in a pitch clock. They, they that's baseball games take too long. And I know yes. I sound like an old man yelling at a cloud, but baseball games take too long. Give me some action. Mm -hmm. I'm more uh, apt to watch it like a like a double header than I am a, a normal length baseball game because I know the double headers are what they're only seven innings, right? So. Oh, they're back to nine. Oh, they they're just back did to that. Nine, yeah. uh, they just did that uh, in the pandemic year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like that. That was, you know, like I said, it was more apt to watch that because there's a shorter amount of time that I had to devote to it, right? So. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's I, I mean, really, well, I guess they can make the rules. It's their game, but like it's there's not like lines on the field saying well if you play second base you have to line up here i mean even football has rules about formations baseball has never really had yeah. that there's gonna there's gonna be a catcher yeah you can't really um, do a offside penalty in baseball can you right so, so now they're so now there have to be because i you know i've watched games this year where they've actually uh, occasionally a team will put a uh, a fourth out like they'll put an infielder back as a fourth outfielder so now you can't do that. Four infielders, two on either side of the bag. Anyway. Oh, 73-yard touchdown pass for the Golden Bears. They're up 14-2 on Manitoba. Woo! Just got a text from Mooner this very instant. Okay, so the Oilers continuing their skates at Rogers Place. Leon Dreisaitl came out and answered some questions today, and he commented on most of the team being back from last season. Yeah, I like it. Um, you know, there's some f uh, familiarity. Um, you know, I think everyone kind of knows where they slot in and, and the, the type of game that we want to play. And, um, you know, sometimes that, that makes things easier, uh, especially at the start of the season. So um, I like it. I like the way our, our, our group looks. Okay, and Dreisaitl, you may have seen a few weeks ago, did uh, an NHL media day in Paris. I asked him how that went. It was fun. I mean, it was just one day of, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of interviews, uh, a lot of running around, but uh, it was all good. It was fun, and, uh, yeah, had a good time. So what do they ask you that we don't ask you? Nothing. It's always the same. <laughs> it's always the same. It's all the same, regardless of the language or the country. Well, I'm going to have to try to ask Leon some different questions this year that he's not expecting. That'll be, uh, that'll be my goal, so he's not saying that it's all the same. All right. <laughs> Eight minutes left in the fourth quarter now. Uh, Montreal with the ball on their own 38 and a 21-10 lead over the British Columbia Lions. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to have the football game tomorrow, 4.30 for the countdown to kick off. The game at 6 right here on 6.30, Ched. Elks against the Stampeders. On Monday, we'll do inside sports from 6 to 7.30. We'll have the Elks this week at 7.30. 
the the Oilers should have a couple more players available to the media on Monday. So I'll have some of that audio for you on uh, Monday night as well as we get ready for that season. And hopefully we're talking about an Elks victory. I, I'm feeling optimistic, even though they're going into this game with a 3-9 and nine record. Why not uh, feel optimistic? I'm going to tell you what else. We had a fun week here on Inside Sports. Chuba Hubbard was on the show yesterday. Uh, we had Blake Dermott on. We had great guests tonight. Greg Peterson, Trent Brown, Tanner Shaw. If you miss anything or you want to hear it again, sign up for the Inside Sports Podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, go to the show page on 630jet.com. And I'm telling you, uh, you like the show, bring somebody along to enjoy it with you. The more the merrier. I wouldn't mind that. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My goodness, we're taking you into the weekend with a little track off OU812. Tell me when it's love, Sammy. Oh, it's love.